I'm Rose Skeeters, host of From Borderline to Beautiful, a show about hope and recovery for BPD. Hello and welcome to another episode of From Borderline to Beautiful. Today marks the last episode in season two. This is season two, episode 44. We'll be off next week and then jumping into season three on March 18th, 2022. I am honored to have spent the last two seasons with you guys and just having been a part of this community. It has been amazing. I've learned a lot since starting this podcast, specifically in season two. And the thing in season two that I've learned is that I can rely on other people to give me information. So Jay and I had been working together to form a business that incorporates both of us. We both have knowledge and we both have skills that are separate and complementary that can build a good system or and you know formulas essentially that will help you guys. You can take those formulas with you, watch videos of those formulas, have a workbook for those formulas, and really be able to implement recovery the way that we have lived it and the way that we continue to live it. And that is something that I had been resistant to doing because I had been like, I don't know, I'm not sure why I had done that, but we talked about being controlling. And so that was what I learned in season two is that it's okay to let go. And I let go. And we have just awesome stuff happening. You'll see delays in the amount of information that we could put out or how often, you know, I can be connecting on a Facebook and other social media. And the reason for that is because we are restructuring and rebuilding. So, you know, stick around. We're going to be, you know, pushing more content the more we, we rebuild. And, you know, 2022 is just going to be such a wonderful year. We're excited to be able to offer you the best of both of us because that really is how we got to where we are today. So that's a great segue into the episode. Um, A couple of days ago, I got a message from a listener, a loved one who was asking about how to support his loved one, essentially. I'll let him ask the question in the next segment here. But I sent the the audio over to Jay and I asked him if he would be willing to record the, the answer because he is so great at having that loved one's perspective. I mean, he he was the loved one for me, right? So he has experiences, some personal and some that he can speak on in his mindset coaching or through his mindset coaching lens. Um, and so I really wanted him to offer that, that support. And so he took the question and it really resonated with him because he remembered what it was like to be with me during times where I was in the throes of the BPD and when I was still learning all of the skills that I've acquired, you know, since then. And so I, he ended up recording uh, around about 34 minutes of the answer to a question, which is really, guys, it's a beautiful love story. Made me you know, cry. I mean, this is my best friend. And he gave me this environment of support while also somehow building strength within himself, within our family. And, you know, he really wants people out there to hear what he did and to try to replicate that and to understand that even though it's not easy, it's such a rewarding path to support your loved one, no matter what their struggle are, struggles are. So take a listen in. And I will see you in two weeks for season three of From Borderline to Beautiful. Over the past two to three years, I've come to the understanding that my partner of 20 years is likely to be borderline. Uh, Over that time, I've read what I can, tried to do what I can, 
but I feel just what's coming from me, there's very much a limitation of what I can achieve on my own. I haven't talked to her specifically about borderline because I understand that's not what you do. I've tried to get her into marriage counseling, but that's sort of where she's just used that as mostly a weapon against me and picked up my problems. Um, but I feel to get further, she needs to be identified that she has some sort of problem that needs to do something as well. Is there any way I can lead her to that understanding or convince her that's something she needs to do as well? Because without that, I don't know what to do. If we got there, I'd be really, really happy. So this was a great, great question that was submitted to us. And it resonated with me for a lot of reasons. Uh, it brought me back to the beginning of our relationship and uh, and sort of walked me through the progressions that we made throughout a relationship until we ultimately got to where we are right here and right now. And so I did want to take some time to, uh, to answer this question through my own lens. Um, you know, this is by no means uh, expert advice. Uh, this is my story. This is my, uh, the way that I decided would be the best way to handle uh, our circumstance. So I want to break this question down into uh, different parts because there's a lot said in this message that was awesome and a lot of things that, uh, that affected me and that, that made me think of different things during different uh, aspects of this question. So I just wanted to break it down. Um, so when I found out that, uh, that Rose had BPD, I had absolutely no idea what BPD meant, what the symptoms are, what the cure is, uh, I have absolutely no idea, no experience with this whatsoever. What I did know is that I wanted a certain lifestyle. I wanted a certain um, type of family. Um, so I knew that I wasn't going to change Rose I just needed to sell her on the idea of a lifestyle that I had envisioned for us, you know, and that lifestyle is, um, you know, making strong decisions, uh, discipline, uh, being healthy, um, you know, having freedom, uh, you know, living the life that we've always wanted um, and broadening our imagination to have a life that we didn't know that we always wanted, right? Because sometimes that's that's the case, you know, sometimes we can be very, um, you know, like imagination is is poor, you know, it's just not, it's not big enough, right? 
Uh, so I just knew that I wanted a certain life for us and our family. And so now my mission was, is I have to sell her on this idea, you know, because she was, you know, almost detrimental to herself and all of her relationships. Uh, I know that it was, she was very challenging for her to maintain relationships and to have a strong sense of herself and who she is. And uh, so I knew that she would need confidence. Um, She would need to know that she is protected. And that even if she is not in a good way, or she is firing at me, or, you know, being, you know, negative to herself, that she has somebody that has a vision of the direction that, you know, I want us to go in. And so I'm going to continue to uh, walk in that direction. And she was always welcome to walk with me. Um, But, you know, I'm not controlling. So if she chose that this was not the type of lifestyle that she wanted, um, she could she could walk in a different direction and I would have to let her go, you know, as tough as that would be. Um, so believing that there are limitations on what you can do on your own, uh, I believe, uh, he's referencing, uh, his partner and I believe that he's referencing what he can do for her BPD. And, you know, my answer to that part of the question is there's really not a lot you can do other than show her a better way, you know, because just like I said, sometimes we can be, you know, our imagination could be in like poverty, right? Like poor in the imagination. And so we may not even realize Uh, what we actually want. We think we know what we want, but we don't realize like how to actually get it. So for me, it was all about creating a lifestyle that uh, was enjoyable to her, that she felt safe, that she felt protected, that she felt strong, that she started to develop her own confidence so that she could start to develop her own plan of self-healing, you know, and that's a big one uh, in the BPD world is creating a system of self-healing because honestly, no one can heal you. You know, you need to self-heal. Now, it is important to have a support structure while you are self-healing, right? Because We all make attempts to things that are new to us and we fail. You know, that is the progression of it. You know, anything that we've ever really desired and we've gone after, uh, most of us, including myself, have failed time and time again. But if you live in an environment and a support structure that the partner sees that attempt and the failure and doesn't punish you for it, Well, it incentivizes you to try it again, to try and try again, right? And you try something 
enough times, you succeed at it, right? And then you start to feel confident, right? So you're starting to build uh, your own level of confidence. So I don't think it's about uh, trying to cure her. I think it's going to be more about creating an environment that she looks at as sacred, as like, I've never been in this sort of situation before where I felt so protected, uh, encouraged, um, disciplined, right? Because I'm very disciplined um, for myself and for my family because I know that discipline will equal more freedom and uh, more freedom is more responsibility. Uh, so I know all of these things to be universal truths, uh, but you have to create a way that resonates with the other person that they will buy into the system, right? And then when they buy into the system, they're going to try to make attempts to change. They're going to try to uh, communicate differently. They're going to try to control their anger uh, they're going to try to control the way that they express themselves in a, in a way that is historically been uh, maybe disastrous for them, right? But we need to give them enough space to where they can try, they can fail. Then they try again, they fail. They try again, they fail, right? The support structure has to be built solid for all of those attempts, because it does wear on you, you know, and I can't sit here and say that it didn't wear on me. It did. But I also knew that I had a vision of for this family, that I knew that I wanted our family to be the type of family that is loving to one another, that is encouraging to one another, that is, you know, capable of setting goals, creating a process in which we can achieve those goals. And staying on the path until we actually achieve those goals, you know, and Rose, I mean, she's an amazing woman because she did that, you know, uh, she could have chose a different path. She could have just said, you know what, this isn't for me, you know, but she chose me and I'm truly grateful for that, you know, because she is, uh, my aim, you know, our, my family is my aim. It's, it's why I do what I do, you know? And so having her be a part of that and creating that process for her so that she can be a part of it and she can contribute to the process, but I have to lead from the front, you know? I have to make sure that I'm uh, 100% disciplined to my word, uh, that I am through and through trustworthy. Uh, I have to be these things because in order for her to feel safe enough to grow and to sacrifice who she was, which is a very scary thing. It's not some easy thing that people just do. Um, but those who are willing to sacrifice who they were, well, that means they are willing to lose all of the relationships that they've had previously, you know, because all those relationships were built on who they were back then, right? So if you're willing to set a goal and you're willing to 
uh, lose everything in the process of achieving that goal, you really can do anything, you know? So that's the type of lifestyle that I wanted to build. That's the type of family that I wanted to have. I wanted to, you know, like growing up, I loved the Cosby show. I was just like, the Huxables are, that's the family that I want to have. You know, like they love each other. They help each other. You know, they're, they're, they're encouraging to one another. They, they pull through for one another. Um, you know, they, they, they apologize when they mess up. They're genuine. They're vulnerable to one another. They're affectionate. You know, these are things that I grew up wanting to have. I wanted to have a family like that, you know, and that's, that was my goal. That was my aim. And, and I, I met Rose and I just saw this, you know, beautiful, uh, big smile looking back at me. And, you know, I just knew that's like, wow, you know, like you are it. You know, you are my why. And so I knew that going forward that I needed to step up even more uh, as a man to create and to build the life that, that we want, you know, because I knew that she could sometimes be in her own way. She could be her own biggest obstacle. And that's very common. It's not just a BPD condition, you know, like most of us look in the mirror and we are our own biggest enemy. You know, we are the reason why that we aren't where we want to be, you know, like that's us um, and our own choices. And so creating this, this, uh, this family dynamic to where we understand our choices and we become consciously under understanding of the choices that we make, well, it will start to change how you interact with one another, you know? And uh, that was my aim for that. Um, another part of the question that I wanted to, to talk about was uh, the, I haven't talked to her specifically about BBD because I know that uh, you shouldn't do that. Well, you know, I, I've said this before, nobody really cares about BPD until it's like used negatively, you know, like I knew that Rose is very passionate and I loved that. I love that about her. She's a lot of fun. She's, you know, just, she's my best friend. You know, I love being around her. I love traveling with her, you know, like she is my, my, my my person, you know? Um, so I'm not going to limit her on her BPD, you know? Uh, but I do understand that she can sometimes get in her own way. Um, she will have a desired outcome, but her approach, her process to get that desired outcome may be flawed, Right. And so that's where I step in and I am supportive of her. Like, okay, your, you know, positive intended result, uh, your desired outcome is this, um, but your approach is sort of pulling you in the other direction, right? It's, it's, 
it's misaligned, you know? So as a supportive uh, person, I needed to at least tell her that because I care about her that much. I, I, I have to tell her the truth. And yeah, it's caused fights in the past and we've, you know, we've had it out a few times. But like I've, I've always told her, you know, I signed up for this, you know, I signed up to tell you the truth, you know, and it's my job. I have to do it, you know, or else I'm not being that supportive partner. I have to be a part of this process because we both want the same thing. We both want to have a family together. We want to have a life together, right? So we need to create that. And the only way that we can create that is by communicating with each other, right? And trusting that we're not attacking each other. You know, I've never just come out of my mouth to try to attack her, right? Because I know if I ever do that, well, now that's going to stick with her, right? She's going to hold on to that. And that's going to be an obstacle. And that's going to be something that does not align with the direction that we both want to head in, you know? So not talking to her specifically about BPD. You know, we we do talk about BPD. You know, obviously with the podcast, we we talk about it quite a bit. And we talk about our experiences and this whole podcast has just been based on our own experiences and just how we've come a long way, you know? Like we wouldn't have had a podcast if we didn't have some drama, right? Um but we've come a long way. And we are both fulfilled in our relationship. And we decided that we would love to reach out to people who are sort of going through similar struggles, you know. So we do talk about BPD quite a bit. And we do talk about how the mind works. And, you know, we do talk about, you know, thinking versus feeling, you know, which is probably an important episode to do you know most people especially in today's age we we feel instead of think um so you know not to get too deep into that conversation uh, i had to um sort of show her because uh, she understands the concepts of of thinking versus feeling but in the heat of the moment right heat is a sensation you're going to feel hot right and when you feel really hot you become stressed well when you become stressed it's very hard to think clearly right so that's why it's so important to have a a strong partner and a supportive partner so that i can visualize her stress i can see what she's going through and i can create Um, outlets for her so that she can lessen her stress so that she can start to think more clearly and she does it brilliantly you know like now I'm at the point where she does it on her own like there'll be times in which she's you know stressed out about something and I will completely be there for her and I will support her through that and I will offer my advice my opinions and you know she's amazing at uh either accepting it or saying, you know what, that's, that's probably not going to be for me. And she will come up with her own solutions. 
you know, and that's that's the beauty of of this journey that we've been on is that she walks her path, I walk mine, and we walk in the same direction, you know, like as the partner, we can't uh, walk on eggshells, we can't remove the things that, you know, trigger them. Uh, we just can't do that. But what we can do is be supportive. We can offer, you know, a, a piece of armor that they can start to use and not feel those pains that, that historically they've felt before. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, it's been an amazing journey and, you know, uh, this question, it just really resonates with me. Another piece of the, the question is, uh, she uses uh, marriage counseling to point out my problems. Well, I think that that's a good thing, you know, because I know that I'm not perfect. You know, I, I try the best that I can. I try to, you know, be better on a daily basis, but I'm still a human being, so I'm not perfect. You know, Rose knows that I am very stubborn, very stubborn, right? And that is something that I admit, and that is something that she tells me, you know, and then, and she should, right? So there will be times in which she's offering uh, advice or, you know, just comments. And I'm like, no, 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 it's not that, it's this, right? And she's like, okay, well... I have to listen, you know, I have to listen and take her words into consideration. Now, because I'm stubborn and can be a little thick headed from time to time, uh, it takes me a little bit of time to process what she's saying. Um, but when it finally gets through my thick skull that she's right, I have to go back to her and tell her, you know what? You were right. I was a hundred percent wrong on that. You were right. And I'm going to do it your way, you know, and that's something that I need to improve upon, you know, because it shouldn't take me so much time to process just to come to the realization that she was right and I was wrong. Right. So I need to work on myself. Right. So if if she's pointing out your problems, well, honestly, I think that that's a good thing because we all have them. We all have obstacles. We all have ways in which we can become better ourselves. You know, it's not a one-way street. You know, because if she doesn't have anything to contribute to this relationship in terms of advising me, well, how does she feel like she's even in a relationship at all? And what does that, it would mean that I'm just controlling. Like, you do what I say. I'm not going to take what you say into consideration. You're just going to do what I say. Well, how's that fair? Right? That's not a relationship. A relationship is two ways. It is two separate two sets of perspective. Right? Two different ideas. You know? But the ultimate alignment is in the direction that the family is heading in. You know? So if she points out your problems, your mistakes, good. Write them down. Listen. Because there's going to be truth in that, you know, and we all have that. We all share that in common. We should all be trying to get better. And that's a two-way street. Um, another uh, part of the question that resonated with me, uh, 
I feel she needs to identify the problem and do something about it as well. Sure. A hundred percent. Um, but it needs to be in the context of where the, what's the direction of the relationship, right? What do you wish for her? Like, what do you wish her life to be? For, for my Rose, I wish her life to be uh, full of freedom, um, power. I want her to feel powerful. I want her to feel completely fulfilled. Uh, I want her to feel confident. I want her to feel like she can do anything. And I will back her. Right? Like, that is something that I want for her. Um, so if she's feeling like she, or if you feel like she needs to identify the problem and do something about it as well, well, that's going to be aligning with the direction that you want the relationship to, to walk in, you know, because the problems will arise in the direction that we're walking in, right? The obstacles will pop up, right? Either we see them or at least we have to acknowledge that, that there will be problems along the way, you know, that that's bound to happen, right? But if you have a solution-based mindset, um, there really are no problems. There are obstacles that get in the way of getting to the place that you want to go, you know? So identifying the problems um, is really identifying uh, where the relationship gets off track of the direction that you want it to head in, you know? And I think that's important to, to remember and to identify that. Um, the main bulk of the question is, is there any way I can lead her to that understanding or convince her that, uh, is something she needs to do as well? And I think the convincing is, in her wanting to buy into the direction that you're heading in, in as far as the relationship goes, right? I think it's convincing her that she's worth it. She's worth being fulfilled. She's worth having love. You know, she's worth being successful. She's worth having a second chance, a third chance, right? She's just worth it. You know, because that is really how you're going to convince her that like, you know what, this is the right move for me. This is the right relationship for me. Right. But if we're not providing that. Well, she's not going to she's not going to be convinced to buy in. Right. If we are wishy washy, if we lie, if we cheat, if we, you know, do shady things you know, secrecy, uh, well, that's the relationship that you're building, right? And if you're kind of a, a shady pers person, a, a messy person, and she's a messy person, well, now you have a messy relationship, right? So that's the direction that you're headed in. You're headed in a messy direction, right? So the direction that you want the relationship to head in needs to be crystal clear, I want us to be the type of family that loves one another, like truly, genuinely loves one another. Not just, I love you for what you do for me, 
or I love you if you do what I say, but I love you as an individual. I want you to feel, you know, free. You know, I want you to feel fulfilled. And even if that means, you know, you go out and you do something, I want that for you. You know, because I want you to feel that free and to know that when you come home, we are so glad to have you back. You know, that's the type of environment that I wanted to create. You know, I want a positive environment. I want us to be heading in that direction. Right. So that to me is leading her to that understanding that she is worth having the life that she wants, you know, and that maybe even expanding her imagination on the life that she could have that maybe she just doesn't even know is a possibility, you know, because that is a big deal, right? Um, You know, another part that resonated with, if we got there, I'd be really, really happy. That's, that's the aim, man. That's the aim. And happiness is just a byproduct. You know, my, my old mentor, uh, Justin Garcia, said we, don't, we shouldn't strive to be just happy. You know, happy is just a byproduct, right? We're happy when we have a cupcake, <laughs> you know? When the cupcake goes away, it's like, okay, we're not really that happy anymore, right? Fulfillment, power, those are the things that we want to strive for. We want to strive for fulfillment. We need to think bigger than just happy. Happy is very short term and it can change at any moment. Fulfillment is an everlasting feeling. It's an everlasting journey. Power is something that you build. So again, it's an everlasting journey. Those are the things that we want to start to to gravitate towards. We want to pull anybody that we love, family, friends, anybody that we care about. We want to pull them in that direction. Not by saying, hey, you have to walk with me, but by showing them, well, this is just the way that we do it. You know, we live this type of way, right? Uh if you would like to live this way too, you can. You know, there's really no limitations on what we can do as long as we set our mind to it and create a process by which we can achieve that goal. Um, you can do anything that you want to. You can have any type of relationship that you want to, but you must be very, very clear about what that means. You know, you need to be very precise in your aim. You know, and that comes with getting to know yourself. You know, what is your idea of having an amazing relationship? What are your references? You know, I joke when I say it it was the Cosby show, but (laughs) that was real, you know, and I understand they're just characters. And, but, you know, it's the concept of having a family that's so loving to one another and so supportive of each other that I knew that that's what I wanted, you know, and I, and I, that's why I really loved that show, you know? So 
having a very clear idea of the life that you want to have and having references for it. That's magic, you know, because if you have a reference to what it is that you want your life to be, what it is that you want your relationship to be like, well, you just start being that. You start living it now. You know, there is no waiting. You want to start to live as if you're ha- you have it right now, that you have that fulfillment, that you have that life that you've always wanted, right? Because if you start to live it right now, you'll start to interact differently with each other. You'll start to do different things. Your imagination will expand and you'll create processes by which you can communicate better, feel more connected. You know, the, the, the sky is really the limit when it comes to your imagination on what it is that you want to be. Who do you want to be? You know, what type of relationship do you want to have? What's the ultimate career that you would love to have? Right? And then creating a process in which you can get those things. You know, because the only thing that's standing in our way is that person staring back at you at the, in the mirror. You know, and that's, that's the, the person we need to change. It's not about changing our partner with BPD. It's about changing ourselves and showing them that change is a good thing. It's not this scary thing. You know, it, 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 you do have to sacrifice who you were. But when you start to live the way that you want to live, that sacrifice is worth it. And it doesn't feel so heavy. It doesn't feel like I need to cling on to protect myself, right? Because if you're, if you're living in the direction that you want to live in, and you're living that ultimate goal that you are working towards and you're living it right now, you won't feel the need to protect that old person anymore. You know? So that old that old person fades away, you know, and you become you know almost unrecognizable. Right? All of your relationships will change around you. You know, and people will start to look at you differently. People will start to talk to you differently. Right? Because now you are in control. You're in the driver's seat. You have control of your emotions. You know? But the only thing that we can control is ourselves. We cannot control anyone else around us. So, that's what I wanted to to talk about um, in terms of this great question. I really appreciate uh, the questions being submitted. And uh, I, you know, I'd love to come back again and answer another one. I know this was a bit long-winded, but uh, I just wanted to share some insight on my perspective. And again, awesome question. And I, I hope it resonated with a lot of uh, a lot of listeners out there. You guys have a great night. listening that was from borderline and beautiful a production of skeeter's strength mindset coaching systems we help frustrated individuals resentful couples and disconnected families navigate through tough times 
visit us on the web at skeetersstrength.com. If you like this show, remember, you can hear it on Anchor or Apple Podcasts or Pocket Cast or any app you use to listen to podcasts. Subscribe to get a new episode every Monday. Next time on the show, we're going to continue our eating disorder series. If you want to get in touch, you can leave me a voice message. Some of you had some comments and questions from last episode, so let's hear them. I'd love to hear whatever questions you have too. Just download that Anchor mobile app, search for From Borderline to Beautiful, and tap the message button to send me a voice message. So, if you like this podcast, not only can you download that Anchor app, but you can help us get this message out to so many more people. Head over to Apple and offer us that five-star rating and let me know what you're thinking about some of our material. The more stars and higher rating we get, the more people will have access to From Borderline to Beautiful, hope and help for individuals with BPD.